Long gone are the days of Syracuse residents being limited to enjoying a basic Boston cream or glazed donut. Well, by long gone, I really mean for the last four years. Yes, for the last four years, the fine people at Glazed and Confused have been offering creative donut concepts to the Syracuse area, and they're still going strong. From donuts covered in fruity pebbles to a peanut butter and fluff donut, there's always a lot to choose from for a unique donut experience. We'll chat with the man running the show this week on the 315. Digital content on WAER is supported by SRC Incorporated, a not-for-profit research and development company whose goal is to bring a focus of respect, teamwork, and the freedom to innovate to the workplace. Learn more at srcinc.com WAER. Welcome to the 315. I'm Joe Lee. And I'm Kevin Kloss. This June marked four years since Glazed and Confused was unleashed on the Syracuse area, And needless to say, it was an instant success. This led to them opening their shop on North Clinton Street, and ever since, they've been serving hot, fresh, and delicious donuts that are truly unique. With Glaze celebrating their fourth year in business and the annual Taste of Syracuse happening later that afternoon, Kevin and I made a stop by the shop to talk about where they got their start and how they've found success in business over the past four years. And we did this on National Donut Day. The journey started four years ago today on National Donut Day. It was pure coincidence. Um, we actually launched, uh, my wife and I uh, traveled to Rehoboth Beach, Lower Delaware, and there's a cool little donut shop there. And on the way home from a trip, that vacation, the kids said, Dad, we need a cool shop like that in Syracuse. Fast forward six months, we planned that we launched at the, at the Taste of Syracuse. Didn't know it was National Donut Day. Like an hour in, guy comes up and he goes, pretty neat to be able to you know, launch on Donut Day. And I go, I gotta tell you, I'm not that clever, not that crafty. Um, Our mission from day one was to kind of give back. We partnered with Paige's Butterfly there, so we gave 10% back to proceeds and just be a little bit unique and different and give us as fresh of a product as we can. And here we are four years later, still still at it. Starting strong is important, but what I've always wondered about is how does a business that takes off so quickly sustain that success over a prolonged period of time? Patience, young grasshopper, patience. Pauly Donuts has you covered. Yeah, so we're really, really blessed, and we're probably different than most businesses out of the gate. We started getting emails and text messages about where we were, and we just continued pop-ups for about two years, so we were very um, unavailable, like, like Girl Scout cookies, um, and we stayed that way until we built a brand. We opened this shop in November of 2017, and God willing, you know, the minute we opened the doors, there were people here, and it's been it's been a continuous stream since the day we opened, so we're, we're really fortunate. So we've covered the who, what, when, and where, but how about the why? Why have they been able to make such a connection in the Syracuse community? I would like to think it's because um, the byproduct of us partnering with so many local charities and communities, so when they do bend the rules on their diet, and the one office party once so every two weeks, they, they think of us first. And, and I gotta tell you, like, that's, that's a great feeling for us. You know, this started hopefully teaching our kids a little bit about business and giving back. And the byproduct is if we were busy, that was just a bonus blessing. I was hoping my son would burn his arm and want to go to law school versus slinging donuts, but it might end up him opening a couple more donut shops. But that's, I gotta tell you, that's what gets us up in the morning and that's what makes us really do, do well. It's, it, it's humbling for us, really. 
Okay, so I enjoy a good logistical conversation just about as much as the next guy, but at the end of the day, I'm really interested in the donuts. Luckily, that's what they specialize in. The most popular donut, and it's a donut we launched with for a dollar piece, is our Dizzy Pig. That's our maple glazed um, bourbon sugar and candy bacon. I can't tell you if that's because most people have heard of it and they want to just try it. What we'll end up doing, Joe, is we take, we'll have daily specials, and whatever daily specials seem to rock and roll that day, like the big buzz, we'll move them to a full menu on the next slate. So we look back over our quarter and say, okay, when we did the fluff donut, six months ago. It was a winner. We added that to the menu now, and then we constantly rotate that way. And as good as those donuts are, that does beg the question, how can you survive as a local business that strictly sells and only sells donuts? It's a live and die by the sword, right? People told me they're a lot smarter than me. If you don't sell donuts, you're in trouble, my friend. And I said, you're right, but we're going to take a chance because I think people can appreciate when they walk out of here, they got donuts made 30 minutes ago. And I think it reflects in the product. Uh, They're willing to pay a little more for that too, I think. So at this point in the morning, we could smell the donuts. We had talked about the donuts. I'd even seen a number of customers walking out with boxes of those beautiful donuts. The time had come, Joe. We needed to taste the donuts. Yeah, and this wasn't the -the run-of-the-mill visit, so the donuts we needed had to have a little something-something extra. So we asked uh, Mr. Paulie Donuts, that's Paul Valenti himself, to think about WAER and what we represent and asked him to pick out a donut that best represented us. And he didn't disappoint. So right off the top of my head, I think I'll bring you guys out two donuts. One's going to be the staple, it's going to be the Dizzy Pig because you guys have been there, you're you're proven, uh, you're rock and roll stars, man. And um, I just think that if that's the winner, you guys are winners. The second one I think is, which would reflect the best, is our Pardon My French Toast. It's just a jazzy bird with a fresh slice of uh, strawberry on there and I think that's it's just a cool cat. So I'll bring you guys out those two and we'll see what you guys think. And as I was chowing down on my Pardon My French Toast Donut, it was very good. It was warm and tasty, but there was just something I couldn't put my finger on. Yeah, so what I didn't know is that, this is, is this stuffed? Stuffed with cream cheese. Stuffed with cream cheese, yep. and the frosting on top is what? Yes, so the both cream cheese, it kind of comes so in so and out. So it's a yeah. cream cheese frosting Yeah, organic, top. we use organic cream cheese, and then this, guys, is a classic cinnamon sugar. We probably sell the most Dizzy Pig and then classic cinnamon sugar. And, I'll, and I'll, here's my thoughts on that. That classic cinnamon sugar donut covers a lot of range of, of individuals, right? So the 70 year old that's been eating just classic with not a lot of fluff on them, they like the originals. And you know what? Sometimes when I'm here in the morning, I grab a cup of coffee, that's probably the winner right there. So yeah, give that a shot too. But ever the businessman, while all we could think about was shoveling in another bite of those donuts, Paul lit us in on a little breaking news. So we started a slogan, guys, back in the day that said Dizzy Pick for President. And we just actually, breaking news, we just bought a truck yesterday out of Queens, New York, that we're going to be converting into a food truck. And and the ploy on that is going to be a fun way to send this through an upstate New York tour. And it's going to be a Dizzy Pick for President tour, and we're just going to feature the Dizzy Pig on the road. so look for that this fall. But yeah, the Dizzy Pig's a winner.
And if you've ever thought that Glazed and Confused was so good that it could probably do well in other markets, well, you're not alone. That's right. Remember the vehicle Paul just mentioned? Well, while it will start here in the Syracuse area, the plan isn't for it to strictly stay here. That'll be local, but actually that, that's going to start to head out west. So we're going to hit some, some Rochester, Buffalo, uh, Canandaigua area. We have plans to open up. So our thoughts for, for um, growth would be one small boutique store per market. Um, we're not Dunkin' Donuts. We don't want to be, we don't want to, you know, we want, we want to be a boutique shop, right? That just still stays in our lane, small, fun, and inviting. So our next market plan would be Rochester. So the plan would be to build that brand like we did here. Um, so that, that, that truck will be heading out that way, out west. And to clarify, while we've named Paul Valenti as the man running the show at Glazed and Confused, it really is a business run by the whole family. Yeah, that uh, includes Paul and his wife Sarah, along with the kids, Isabella and Roman. Together, they make up the leadership team at Glazed and Confused. And as good as the donuts were at Glazed, that wasn't the only place we stopped. Shortly after having our fill of sweets, we made our way down to Clinton Square to take in the sights and sounds of Taste of Syracuse. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, I, I like starting the day off with a donut. You know, it seems like we probably should have gone for the savory first and, and then got the donut. But we wanted to get Paul before he got too busy mm-hmm. uh, at Taste of Syracuse. And so we headed to, to uh, Taste, and we both started off uh, with some pulled pork. Now, I went with, uh, you know, when you think of barbecue in Syracuse, you, you know, most people tend to think of dinosaur. Right. Um, but I said, let me try something different. So um, I think I've had uh, Limp Lizard before, uh, but I wanted to stop and get a taste of their $1 tasting menu. Uh, and it was a pulled pork with a raspberry barbecue sauce. I really enjoyed it. It was sometimes when you get pulled pork, it can be pretty dry. Mm-hmm. And then you have to throw a bunch of sauce on top of it. Without the sauce, this pulled pork was extremely juicy. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Flavorful and had the uh, right amount of seasonings, too. Yeah, pulled pork's one of those things that it's not difficult to do, but sometimes it's difficult to do right. I also started with a pulled pork $1 sample. Didn't go to Limp Lizard. I went to one of my favorite places to stop festival-wise, and that's the Bacon Bomb stand. And they had more of a traditional pulled pork. If you had maybe that raspberry sauce, I would say the sauce at the Bacon Bomb was more of a traditional smoky barbecue sauce. But just like you, even without the sauce, I thought the pork was juicy and tender. The sauce was just a little gravy, if you will. That I enjoy smoky barbecue sauce. And so that really did the trick for me as the first thing that I had. So after we started that way, we decided to make it a challenge for ourselves to stick with the $1 tasting menus Mm -hmm. and try to do so with like a $5 budget. Uh, And so we moved on. I uh, then stopped at uh, Dominic's uh, restaurant and got their $1 tasting menu item, which was uh, Chicken Riggies. Uh, Flavor-wise, it was pretty good. Nice, thick, creamy sauce coating the the, uh, rigatoni, Uh, but it was more riggy than chicken. It was actually all rigging, no chicken. So I understand it's a $1 tasting. You're going to scoop up probably, you know, a 50-50 chance you might get mm-hmm. a piece of poultry in there. Um, but it didn't have any chicken, so it was hard for me to uh, assess uh, the chicken riggy without the chicken. But flavor-wise, uh, the rest of it was pretty good. 
you weren't alone with some difficulties in the second stop, I made my way over to the Wrap It Up stand where I saw they had a cheeseburger wrap. And if there's something I need in that summertime vibe, it's a cheeseburger. You struggled with that. Oh, the cheeseburger wrap was more like a cheeseburger cylinder. And it was very good. It had everything you'd want from a cheeseburger with the meat and the lettuce and the tomato and the cheese. I would say a good 55% of that ended up on my plate. And at the risk of not looking like a complete slob in public, I scooped up as much as I could. So I didn't get as much of the $1 sample as I would have liked. But the part that I had was great. Yeah. My next move uh, was had a bit of good news and bad news. Good news is I had a really good taco from Olivo Taco. Uh, it's a taco truck uh, that had uh, one dollar, a one dollar tasting uh, item of a beef taco. It had fresh chopped tomatoes, fresh cilantro, fresh onions. It was a really good bite. The bad news is they're not from here. They're from like Ohio. Whoops. Uh, I think he said either Cincinnati or or someplace like that. Um, but they have family in the area, and they came for this, but they uh, have plans to expand, uh, have a truck here uh, one day. So uh, just kind of getting people interested and introduced to Olivo Taco. Um, but good bite, but not going to be able to get it for uh, a while. We know the Lee family will be making their way down if they do come to town. My next stop was a value buy if you ever had one for $1. At the Spud Shack, cheese fries. I'll be honest, Joe. They had me at the words cheese fries. (laughs) Sometimes with a $1 sampler, you might be slightly disappointed with the portion you get. Not with the cheese fries from the Spud Shack. Good amount of fries, good amount of cheese. And this is an interesting thing to think about. Good ratio of fries to cheese. Enough cheese that I feel like I have cheese in every bite, but not so much that I need to look for a wet wipe because my hands are covered in cheese. The uh, next thing was the risotto bomb that we both had mm-hmm. for the life of me. I can't figure out where we got it. I don't know where we had it, but I do remember this. Crispy and crunchy on the inside, but juicy on the inside. Quite a good buy at $1. Wish I knew where it was from. Yeah, if uh, you were at Taste of Syracuse, um, it was uh, almost right next to or a stand away from the bacon bar. So mm-hmm. it was in that section. So if you uh, know what it was, let us know because it was a really good bite. You're right. Crunchy on the outside, creamy on the inside. I just wish it had a sauce to dip in. Um, it, was a, it wasn't dry, but I just kind of, it, it screamed for some kind of marinara sauce or something to, to dip that bite in. But it was enjoyable. I really liked it. Um, and of course, you know, we got thirsty. We had to wash all that down with something. So Kevin forced me to go to a beer stand. After I explained to Joe you need a beer ticket to buy a beer at the festival and everything that comes with that, we were able to sample some craft beer. You know, I had the Bear Naked craft beer, which I enjoyed, and you got a beer as well? Yeah, it was a uh, tangerine pale ale um, that was really crisp. It wasn't my first choice. Um, also wasn't the first beer. It wasn't. The, it was <laughs> Well, the, the kind folk... Uh, because we stopped at the stand beforehand, didn't have a ticket. She knew what I wanted, and when I came back with the ticket, uh, they had already poured the the first choice. And so I said, darn, kind of wanted to taste that tangerine. So they gave me a little taste of that, and it was really good. It was better than what I originally chose. Um, But it was crisp, it was clean, it was bright, it was fresh, and you really got that citrus flavor. Um, I'm kind of a a fruity beer guy, mm-hmm. you know, so I like a little fruit in my beer, so I really enjoyed that. 
you know, despite Joe's double dipping at the craft beer table, I'd say we really enjoyed our experience at Taste of Syracuse. I know some people have some reservations, uh, whether that's parking, volume of people there, weather. I would say, well, it was busy. There were people there. Once you get in past that initial wave of stands and tents, it really opens up, and traffic's not much of a concern once you get into the heart of the area. Yeah, it was uh, it was plenty crowded, not too crowded, but for lunchtime on a gorgeous day in Syracuse, there were plenty of people out there enjoying it, so much so that uh, we're kind of going over this in the studio now because uh, it was overwhelming for our Mm -hmm. recording equipment. So we tried to get you some audio uh, as we experience things on site, um, but the the, the noise in the crowd, the machines, all that stuff going, um, the audio just wasn't um, as quality as we wanted it to be. So we're kind of giving you a recap of this stuff now, but we had a great time. So looking back at Taste of Syracuse, you mentioned everything you had. What was, the, what was your favorite thing out of everything we've talked about that you got to have? Boy, uh, it's going to come down. It's going to come down between uh, that limp lizard uh, uh, pulled pork and that tangerine beer. One of those. I, I like them. I like them both together. You like to have the two of those as like a combo Yeah, I mean, I don't, don't want to pour the beer on right. top of the pulled pork, but I'd like to have the pulled pork and chase it immediately down with that tangerine beer. And it seems like weird to pick kind of a side as maybe their favorite thing you had, but those cheese fries, you know, it is not something you can overstate to correctly get the cheese to fry ratio for a dollar. You know, the portion size is a big deal for me. If you're going to spend $1 on something, you want to feel like you're getting your dollar's worth, and I did at the Spud Shack. Yeah. It's a great concept. I do love the fact that uh, the festival has that $1 tasting. Mm-hmm. You can also get uh, multiple beer tickets. I, I kind of wish they had a tasting beer ticket. You know, I, I, don't, I didn't really want to throw down five, six, seven ounces of beer mm-hmm. uh, at lunchtime on a work day. And so if you could uh, do a dollar tasting and get a couple of ounces and taste multiple beers, I think that would have been really enjoyable. But all in all, it was a great festival, beautiful weather, uh, people were well-behaved, and uh, we just had a really good time. The 315 is a production of WAER Syracuse Public Media. You can find archived episodes at waer.org and connect with us on Facebook by searching for the 315CNY. And if you can't stand the idea of missing what comes next, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts for automatic delivery of new episodes. I'm Kevin Kloss. And I'm Joe Lee. Thanks for listening.